we're on. Behold the venom produced by the head of the snake. Gaze upon the fruits of its propagation of the global war machine. Commiserating its empire of destruction and misery as it slithers throughout the globe, bringing megadeth and agony to all. Beware the head of the snake. Stay vigilant, my friends. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for spending your time in the Tiger's Den. We will try not to waste it. It is Wednesday, December 6th, 2023 AD. I am Franco Matei, otherwise known as Angry Tiger. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, throughout history, noble men have stood against the status quo, educating the masses to the perils of central planning and group thinking. Great men such as Ludwig von Mises, Friedrich Hayek, and Murray Rothbard have marched against the wretched tune of tyranny. In history, men such as these are scantly produced, and one would consider themselves lucky to be exposed to a living legend as one walks through the halls of history. We should consider ourselves lucky, ladies and gentlemen, for in our lifetimes we are exposed to the legendary Austrian economic libertarians such as Ron Paul, Chris Rosini, and our very special guest, whom I will introduce shortly. These men, along with their predecessors, bravely stand up against the central leviathans known as the Federal Reserve, the centralized federal government, and the lies of the centralized mainstream media, educating the masses and bringing, bringing to the forefront the follies of central planning and Keynesian economics, all at the same time battling the military-industrial complex. Living legends indeed, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to paint the town with peace, prosperity, and liberty. So hold on, because you have the tiger by the tail. With us tonight, ladies and gentlemen, the Tiger's Den is honored to introduce our very special guest. Authoritarians must change their underwear after he gazes upon them. The military-industrial complex shudders with fear when they hear his clarion call of liberty and peace. His sheer bravery and independent thinking cuts through the mainstream narrative like a samurai sword slicing through a thread. Neocons like Lindsey Graham have to take Xanax because of him. Ladies and gentlemen, freedom fighter, truth teller, and director of the Ron Paul Institute and co-host of the Ron Paul Liberty Report, Daniel McAdams. Thank you for joining us, Daniel McAdams. Give me a hey. roar there. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Tonight, sir? Thank you so much for the invite. It's great to be here on your program, Franco. Thank you. Thank you. It's exciting to have you here. It's great exciting to, to have you here. So I'm going to jump right into this. And uh, what I, I mean, a lot of people know who you are. They know what you represent. They know what you do. But, you know, a lot of a lot of people overlook, you know, the guests a person. Right. So I want to ask you a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in, you know, this this movement of Austrian economics, liberty, you know, into the Ron Paul, what I call movement. Sure. Well, you know, everyone kind of had their gateway. And for some people, it was um, it was economics for Dr. Paul. It was uh, Nixon closing the gold window in 71, and he just got mad and said, I got to do something. I got to run for Congress. I got to do something. I can't sit still. I see what's happening. Um, everyone has a trigger. Um, you know, and for me, I, was, I spent the 90s living in Budapest, Hungary, and uh, I saw the war clouds uh, descending upon Yugoslavia. And I had been there as an election monitor and a human rights observer, and I knew what a disaster the U.S. government was about to undertake. Uh, in its 78-day bo bombing attack uh, on uh, Yugoslavia that didn't threaten the U.S., nor could it threaten the U.S. Uh, and as I sat there increasingly agitated and upset about what was coming, I discovered a website uh, called antiwar.com and Justin Raimondo. And Justin at the time was writing a column every single day. The late Justin Raimondo, I have to say sadly, was writing a column every single day about the folly of what we were about to get into. Uh, and that really resonated with Justin was a great writer, one of the best ever. Uh, and I felt like I had a home. And then from Justin and antiwar.com, I went on to lewrockwell.com. And I saw that, yes, there was plenty of wonderful things about foreign policy on Lou Rockwell's website. But there's also all this crazy stuff that I'd never heard of before, really, because I wasn't particularly political at the time. Uh, but I saw um, all this stuff about Austrian economics, libertarianism, and how horrible the state is. It's not just horrible when it makes war. It's just horrible. And so 
that was kind of my gateway. And um, I think I had my first article published by Lou Rockwell while I was still in Europe, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. And that started us off on how long has it been? Like a 25-year friendship or so? So that's kind of how it started for me. I went into the anti-war portal. I'm not an expert in Austrian economics by any stretch of the imagination. Um, my focus is really how um, uh, the Fed and um, <clears throat> the system that we have interplays with the warfare state. So that's kind of where I focus. The welfare warfare state. The Fed, absolutely. Okay, the Federal Reserve is set up. They need a reason to exist. Warfare is a great reason for them to exist. We have a large, you know, centralized government. The Fed fills up the trough of corruption with with easy money, and all all our all our politicians. I call most of the politicians there are garbage eaters, and they, and they dip their beaks into that trough of corruption. And it, it's a constant, ongoing thing. And I I wonder if um you know, do you think this could ever be turned around? Do you think that 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 point that we're at in this country reminds me of a banana republic or i study the roman empire um we are we are far beyond you know where they were when they fell in a short period of time comparatively i think this last couple of years have been an acceleration and i guess you could you could pardon me you could dial it back to the COVID era um and and that's partly because of the totalitarianism involved but also because of the printing of money five trillion dollars created out of thin air um I think set us on an acceleration toward oblivion, um, but certainly in the um, the Russia-Ukraine era, when you see um, a massive tectonic shift around the world of alliances brought about by a United States that professes uh, to not want these countries getting together, whereas its foreign policy forces them together. You're talking about Russia and Iran, who since the Ukraine war started, have become very close allies and collaborators to the point where Russia even admires and purchases some Iranian weapons, some Iranian drones. Uh, you're talking about China making peace between Saudi Arabia and Iran, something that nobody thought would be possible, particularly in this day and age, uh, after eight years of war in Yemen with, between the two proxies. Um, you see the rise of the global south. You see India rising and identifying more and more with the global south. Uh, you see the rise of the BRICS, um, which some people may put more stake into it than I would personally. However, as a symbolic movement, you're finding an alliance in the world between all the sanctioned countries. Yes. The U.S. has used sanctions as a weapon to the point where they no longer are effective and, in fact, are counterproductive and force all the sanctioned countries to get together and say, hey, we can't sell anything. The U.S. is blockading us. Let's say, well, how many, you know, how many guns do they have? Well, how many do we have? We have uh, a lot of alliances in a lot of countries, and so you have this. Uh, just for one example, and I'll stop here. But you have this crazy situation where the Europeans, who are who are who are dumber than I ever imagined they would be, they 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 uh, pass sanctions against Russian oil. So the Russians sell the oil to India. India refines that oil into gasoline or whatever they refine it into, sells it back to Europe at a huge <laughs> markup. I think yep. I saw today that it was something like $158 billion in excess payments that the EU paid for energy uh, during the course of these, um, of these uh, of sanctions against Russia. So uh, yeah, sorry, it's a long answer to your short question, but uh, is collapse inevitable? Nobody knows how long it can go on. Nobody knows how long it can survive when the collapse will come. But it'll either be triggered by economic destruction uh, or by the people standing up. And that's why kind of what we do, what we do is trying to educate people so that when our opportunity arises, we can, uh, you know, preach the good news of a better and more just economic and, uh, and political system. Absolutely. I mean, and that's the problem. The moral, the moral uh, compass of the country, the leaders of the country is, is totally out of skew. Um, and, you know, when I was in second grade, we had these bullies from the fourth grade. Right. And they came and they, they would bully us. Right. And I and I, I look at that, you know, and I look at that, that the U.S. being a bully around the world, using the hegemony of the fiat petrodollar to push people around and our military. Right. And now the BRICS nations and all these other nations, as you as you alluded to, have uh it, you know um it, 
gotten together like we did in the second grade. We got a bunch of kids together and we got that bully. And that's what's happening now. And it's uh and like you said, it's hard to predict people, you know, I inflation is here now. The genie's out of the bottle. I think and all of us who study Austrian economics and have been watching this have been waiting for the inflation to catch up. And I think the genie's out of the bottle. And I, I'm watching them play with interest rates like a light switch. They can't turn it off because it's it's the simple rule of economics, you know. But I guess our only hope is if you ever have you read the human action by, by, by Ludwig von Mises is that the human action or the natural action of the world, maybe maybe we can stop this somehow. I'm, I'm hoping that that because I, I heard the Liberty Report today, you guys were talking about a poll where most Americans, they don't want this this. I call it a Palestinian genocide. Yeah. They, they want it to stop because for the first time people are seeing you know, because of the internet, blown up kids, you know, horrible things that, that are going on. And we, we, we can see it in the public and, and it's, it's kind of remarkable. It's a horrible thing to see, but it's remarkable that now that they can see it, they're against it. Where usually they just go along with the mainstream narrative. And that tells you why they wanted censorship so much. That tells you why they hate Elon Musk so much because he allowed some of this on Twitter. You'd never see it on Facebook or any of the other social media. That's why they despise him because he actually allows people to communicate with each other uh, and and to show what's happening. I mean, you know, literally, if any other country in the world was doing uh, to a to an occupied people what Israel is doing to Palestine now, the United States would be absolutely up in arms, perhaps literally. And I mean, even some of our allies, um, if they were if they were taking out uh, whole whole hog people that lived on, on on the territory, the United States would be in action. And the rest of the world can see the hypocrisy of the United States, incapable of even saying a word about what's happening in front of our faces. And I don't mean this from a political perspective, or, <coughs> but just from a genocide perspective. It's very obvious and it's very out there, and we can see it. You know, uh, what's fascinating about this is that it's not fascinating. It's a horrible fact is what it is, is that you have you have the 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 Jewish state. You had the, the Jewish people persecuted and, 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 you know, during the Holocaust, during World War Two by Hitler. And they are doing the exact same thing that, that they're wiping the pal. I have some Palestinian friends and they tell me what's going on over there. They're all glued to their cell phones because they're getting live stream of what's going on over there. And, you know, I have some friends where their families have been wiped out, gone, the entire families, women, children, old women, older men, young children at, to the age of four years old. And, it, you know, I, I listen to them talk about it and it's horrible. And they, you know, what's crazy, Daniel, you would figure they would hate Jewish people. That It's just they understand that it's the government over there that is wiping out the Palestinians. And one more thing, and I'll shut up. But. You know, what happened in Yemen, and you guys on the Liberty Report have been covering this for years now because it's been going on. That was a genocide, too, what they've been doing in Yemen with those people. I mean, they have just been constantly, they were starving them to death. You know, no food, no water. It was, it was what they've done to the Yemenis there. It's, it's a horrible thing. And I think the rest of the world is seeing this. They're seeing the hypocrisy of the U.S. And they're also understanding very, very clearly that nothing that's happening to the Palestinians would be possible without the United States government right now. None of the weapons, none of the money, uh, and they've admitted it. You know, I, was, I don't have the quote in front of me, but there's a, a retired Israeli general um, who was not in favor of peace. He was in favor of more war, and he was angry. But he was saying, if the Americans had cut us off, this war would be over tomorrow. If they cut off our weapons, the war would be over tomorrow. So they understand this. I think we sent some 15,000 bombs to Israel to drop on civilians uh, in Palestine, in the Palestinian areas. And so the rest of the world sees it clearly. Um, the world's Muslim population sees it clearly. Um, the Americans are starting to see it, and that's where the real change is coming. Uh, and the poll that we talked about is 61% um, of, of all American voters surveyed uh, in, are in favor of a permanent ceasefire in Gaza. Uh, and you won't see that on the mainstream media because the mainstream media, and especially the right-wing media, want you to believe that only the crazed people like AOC and uh, uh, Ilan Omar and all these crazy uh, progressive uh, people in Congress, they're the only ones that are in favor, that support Palestine. Well, 
I don't support Palestine uh, at all, but I also don't support genocide, and I don't care where it's happening. Um, I was uh, I was furious the eight years that Ukraine was bombing the Donbass. I thought it was horrific. Uh, it doesn't matter where it's happened in Yemen, as you point out too, horrific. Uh, we called it out, but somehow you're not supposed to call it out when it's Israel doing it. I don't buy that. Israel should be treated like every other country. Um, it's the people who can't treat them like every other country that have a problem. I think. Exactly. Exactly. And 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 the thing. Th this is the thing. They're funding all of this stuff in our name. Right. You know, it's our tax dollars and taxation is theft, if you ask me. So they steal our money from us. Right. And then they use it to do these these horrible, heinous things. And it seems like to get Congress to stop doing this is like trying to put pajamas on an angry polar bear. It, it, they just they don't understand that their constituents don't want this. But with the American public, the American household are seven by themselves are 17 trillion dollars in debt. You know, we've got loan defaults across the board from home loans to auto loans all kinds of everybody they're they're at an all-time high the housing market's at an all-time low we're being devastated here by inflation and through the you know the, the fed keeps printing the money see you know and the war in ukraine what was it they, uh, they want to send another 61 billion to ukraine in this latest spending package and another 14.3 billion to uh and that's just normal aid to israel and then another 10.6 billion to israel through the dod or the yeah. Defense Department. So I don't, it's like, and here's another thing, and, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to go on and on, but it seems it seems like we have madmen running our country because this recipe of geopolitical unrest, is it, it, it's a recipe for disaster. You could trigger, like it's a, almost a landmine that they're setting up all these landmines and they're walking through it. You could trigger World War III with this extremely easy because if it seems like we're going, we want Iran. And I go back to the PNAC report. I don't know how many years ago it was with the seven countries that we wanted to take over. Iran was one of them, you know, and we want Iran. And if we go to war with Iran, as you pointed out earlier, Russia and, and other countries are really snugly with Iran right now. That's that's not going to fly. Yeah. And they don't want a war. Iran doesn't want a war. They already would have been involved. Russia certainly does not want to have to come to Iran's aid. And there's a question of whether it would. But Iran is not the Iran of the 80s either. It's a formidable military force. Um, it's a powerhouse. Now, it probably doesn't have nuclear weapons, uh, but it certainly has a lot of high-tech missiles, and it certainly could um, do a lot of damage, let's put it that way, to, to Israel. Um, but, but, but you're right about the U.S. I mean, the problem is that the PNAC report was 96, 1996, and they followed this plan. I mean, I feel like I've spent my entire professional life fighting the neocons, and they're as slippery as snakes. So you have a snake as part of your show. They're as slippery as snakes. I mean, they go from one disaster to another. Um, everything they touch turns to garbage. Uh, but somehow they, 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 they were able to launch another one. They launched the Ukraine war. And when that went south, they didn't say, oh, man, we're sorry. Uh, really sorry. Half a million uh, Ukrainians died. Gosh, that's awful. We feel terrible. We won't do it again. No, they just moved right on to Israel and Gaza. Uh, they'll just move on. And when this is over, they'll move on to China. Who knows where? You know, these are these are literally the worst, most evil people on earth. And just like a bunch of maggots, they infest our government. And they're eating at our body politic. They're eating at the soul of the United States. They're demons. You know, they're maggots and demons eating at the soul of the U.S. And until somehow we can take some form of like ivermectin or something to expunge, <laughs> expunge these maggots from our body, we're just going to slowly rot, and that's what's happening. Certainly morally, we've already rotted. I don't know if we have any chance for redemption. That, that you know, and I don't get too religious on my show, but, I, I mean, we are reaping the whirlwind right now. Mm -hmm. I, if, you know, I, there was an old saying, I think John Wayne said it. He said, uh, God loves uh, drunks, little kids, and, uh, and America, uh -huh. but I think we have fallen away from God loving America. You know, it, it's... Uh, extremely scary and this is the thing again this back to the our, our way of thinking i mean if i may be so bold to include you in our way of thinking but you know central planning this is the folly of central planning you have they do these things there's unintended consequences you have the blowback situation no one ukraine look we in 2000 i believe it was 2012 we installed a dictator the guy was like like nazi light basically as off guard 100 percent. they had to get rid of him and then they bring in this actor who plays the piano with his appendage 
And the American people don't know that about, I believe it was the Minsk agreement, that we're, we're not supposed to be encroaching on, on Russia's border. And that Donbass region, like you said, they've been being bombed and terrorized by the Ukraine. I wonder how, you know, and I compare it when I'm, I'm talking on the show, that it'd be like, you know, Mexico bombing Texas, you know, you know, going after Juarez or something like that. It's, it's insane. I just, I don't understand where these, le- a guy like Lindsey Graham, he's like, a, like you said, a demon, a maniac. He's, his brain is addled by these maggots of war, you yeah. know, and I'm sure he has a lot of stock in Lockheed Martin, but it, it, do you think it's all about money or these, like you said, these people are really crazy, aren't they? Yeah, they're evil. But, you know, Mexico has a better claim on Texas than uh, Ukraine has on Eastern Ukraine. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, the entire Novo Russia, right? The entire Novo Russia, all the way up to the to the to the to the Don River, uh, that was part of Russia until the nineteen twenties. Yes. That was given away by Lenin. So uh, it's been part of Russia certainly for much longer and much more recently than than uh, than Texas uh, uh, and Mexico. Uh, you know, so. Uh, they have a better they have a better claim on it, but um, but you know, the frustration of talking about this is most people are brainwashed by by propaganda. It's very hard uh, to get educated. It's very hard, and you find yourself becoming cynical, Marco, because you cut co- you come to the point, and I feel it a lot too, and it, it, it's it can be depressing uh, that everything you're told is a lie, and so you can never kind of return to that warm fuzzy cocoon. Of, of the ignorance that we had in the past. You have to always be, like you always feel like you're, um, you're, you're you've, there's a flim flam man coming. You know, there's always the guy with the, um, you know, with the three balls and the, and the things, you know. Uh, you, <laughs> yeah. always, you, always feel, you know, always feel like you're, you know. Shell game. Yeah, shell game, used car salesman, whatever. Um, and it's, it's frustrating to live in a world like that. But I guess, you know, once you've woken up to these realities, you know, maybe uh, God, if you don't believe in God, whatever it is, um, gives you an obligation to act on your realizations. Absolutely. You know, another thing I've been watching you for many years and not because I'm a weirdo stalker, I'm not in the bushes or anything, you know, but um, I've been watching you for a long time and I've noticed the last few years, especially on Twitter, you've, you're, you've vocalized a lot more. You've been, you don't beat around the bush anymore. You're, you're one. Of, I mean, forget the core, well, not decorum, but you, you, you're exactly you're saying exactly what's on your mind, which is terra firma. I, I like to use that that term a lot. You know, it's the truth. It's on the ground. It's real. You know, and, and I noticed that that you've really started to become outspoken. And I really appreciate that. And I think a lot of my viewers and a lot of your viewers and a lot of people, were, you know, who watch you really appreciate that. And I, I want to thank you for that. I also want to thank you for the great work you've done. What is it like? Let's, and you, you know, really quick to your point. There's something that I always warn my viewers about, you know. We live in this crazy shell game world. Information is not what it's supposed to be. It's it's false or it's it's misinterpreted, and we can get to the point where we believe anything and don't believe anything. Do you, does that make sense to you? It's like we're shell shocked with the information because you got one person talking about, oh, it's lizard people, and you know these people run the world and all this other stuff, and then you know when you hear something that may, might make sense. You, you don't know if it's real or not. You can't listen to anything the mainstream media says because it's all propaganda. I think in 2012, the Obama administration allowed the CIA to start using propaganda again on the American on the American public. I think I learned that from watching the Ron Paul Liberty report. But the other night, I was I, I do my financial reports, and I didn't have a breakdown on, on the show, but I was like, you know what, guys? I'm really – it's hard every week to come sit down – Look at the numbers, look at the Fed's beige book, look at all this other different stuff, try to bring it to you guys because I have no, no good news for you. You know, it's it's really hard to do that because I keep bringing my viewers bad news and it's, you know, it, it breaks my heart to do that because I know what's coming. You know, you see the inflation coming. It's not stopping. You see these wars, they're not stopping. So let's let's talk about something happy. <laughs> let's. What's it like working for Dr. Paul? To me, he is a living legend. To me, he set me free. When he when I found him and I, I I started looking into all the things he was talking about, my was liberated mentally, spiritually. I mean, it was one of the greatest things in the world because I stopped measuring myself up to societies, this fake fiat society that we have standards. So, what's it like working for him? You know, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm You're working with him. I'm sorry, I'm still getting over a, a cold, so I'm sorry. I'm a little bit um, no problem. But, you know, but what's interestingly is, and I you know I've worked for Dr. Paul. 
uh, for, I guess, 22 years now. Um, but I've worked for two different Dr. Pauls, and they're sort of evenly divided now that we've been, this is our 10th year at the Ron Paul Institute. Uh, they're evenly divided. You know, my time on Capitol Hill, I was uh, Dr. Paul's uh, foreign affairs, intelligence, and defense staffer. Um, so I was his advisor on those matters. And the atmosphere on Capitol Hill was very different, uh, particularly when Dr. Paul was in the office. You know, typically a member is only in the office when the House is in session. So on a normal week, that would be like a Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. <clears throat> um, there's not a lot of normal weeks, but theoretically that's a normal week where the member is in the office. And those are the days where you'd wear a tie, you'd wear a sport coat, uh, and you'd dress more appropriately when the member is there. Um, God knows what it's like nowadays, uh, but at least that's what it was. It doesn't seem long ago what it was. Uh, long you can wear ago. sweatpants now, from what I understand. <laughs> God, God knows what they wear. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, uh, even the members, right? <laughs> um, but that was a, that was a different environment. You know, that was the the time where you would knock on Dr. Paul's door and you would have something very specific because you knew how valuable his time was. The relationship was formal. Um, there wasn't a lot of joking around. Uh, and it's not because he was stern. He wasn't. It's just how we felt, how the staffers felt. Um, and so occasionally we would have little get-togethers of staff in his office and people would would crack jokes and things at that time. But mostly when we were in session, it was it was more formal, um, not a lot of joking, high pressure, um, because you had to write, you had to help draft statements and things and, and help him uh, when he goes to a committee hearing, you got to make sure he's, he knows what to expect. And he also knows how to counter all the garbage that's going to be thrown at him. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. So that was a whole different world. And the weird part about that world is in the midst of it, and you mentioned off camera that you had worked on his campaigns. All this crazy campaign stuff was happening, you know. And we were kind of the, you know, the, like the the, the stepchildren in the basement, you know, because um, all of this fancy, flashy campaign stuff was happening all around him, and we were sort of like still slaving away in the salt mines, um, watching it from a distance. Um, so it was a it was a really crazy situation for us in 08 and 12 again. Um, so that's the first, you know, period. And then um, we moved from D.C. down to Texas in 2014. So you have this, uh, you know, seven or eight years that we've been here working at our local studio down here doing the Liberty Report. Uh, and that's where we, um, we meet every day. And we have a small staff in our studio. And it's a whole different world. You know, this is the, um, this is the Ron Paul who is, um, who is a jokester. He always comes in with a joke. He's always pretending something that's not true just to get a rise out of us. Um, uh, you know, I, I wish I could have an example. He's like, Oh, you know, we'll finish the show. And he said, well, I guess we got to come back tomorrow. You know, <laughs> it's just, um, it's just a completely different vibe. You know, some days he's more serious. He has a lot on his mind. Um, but most of the days it's just constant laughter. And it's sort of strange for me because I get very stressed out before the show because I want things to go well and have everything very carefully planned in terms of the flow, in terms of what's going to happen. And he just kind of rolls in and sits down and starts joking, uh, you know, taking a very... Now, of course, he does his homework. That's for sure. He starts earlier than I do. So he knows all this stuff. But he just has more of a light-hearted, light-handed approach to it, you know. So it's just a, it's just a real different world. Uh, and the other thing, um, yeah, he's just, he's just more accessible and personable. But the one thing that stands steadily between the two Ron Pauls that I've worked for is that, you know, he's just genuinely a decent man. And how many people can you say about that, that about just a decent, decent person. And uh, it's a nasty world. And sometimes just being around him as such a wonderful, decent person, it just brings me up because I'm naturally kind of depressed. I'm kind of a pessimist. So right, right, he right. kind of brings, he brings me up just his presence. Nice, nice. Nice. That's, that's kind of what, what I imagine. You know, he, no, he um, um, it, it, when you, when you discover the guy and you listen to him talk, especially on the Liberty report, he, there's a comfort there. It's, it's almost like listening to your father or grandfather. And I don't mean because he's older. I'm not saying that it's just like a voice of wisdom is coming yeah. through. Right. So that, that's a big deal. And it, I just, I was able to shake his hand in Dearborn, Michigan at one of his events. And it was like, I'm like, it was, I was just like ecstatic just to do that. 
But but what I like about it, you guys, the message has made has been the same since 2008, since when I discovered him. His message has always been the same. His principles have have, have not swayed in the least bit, and that's the thing that that's glorious about him is that that the, and the movement he started. I even think that I, I think he knew, and maybe I'm wrong, that in the back of his mind he might not win the presidency when he ran. But I also think that he knew that he was bringing a message. And because of that message, because of him, you have this huge, you know, uh, offshoot of libertarian, kind of Ron Paul libertarians, libertarians with morals and Austri the study of Austrian economics and acarists and stuff like that. All this stuff came from Ron Paul, you know, and that that's just an amazing thing. What he has done for the country is is an amazing thing and I, you know I, I don't think no one will ever forget that and he you know he, he has made a big mark on history and god, and god bless him you know um i know you have to go here in a second but um i wanted to uh i wanted to uh ask you um where's the best place to find you and um i'm going to share the screen here and first place i'm going to go to is your 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 website the ron paul institute peace for 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 peace and prosperity and I wanted all the good folks know to check that out. And also, I found that you have a Substack. Oh yeah, that's way different. That's way different. <laughs> okay, yep. So, but but for for you know for the viewers, where is a good place to find you? And uh, um, yeah, well, I'm on Twitter at Daniel L. McAdams, and I, as you say, you know, it can be a bit rough sometimes. That's where I um, burn off some steam. Um, we all have a kind of a, a release valve, and I go there sometimes to do that. But the Ron Paul Institute—that's our new website. We're still tweaking it, but we've we update, upgraded and updated our website. Uh, Ron Paul Liberty Report is live at noon Eastern time every day on Rumble, and then later in the afternoon it's available on YouTube and all of the other audio podcast uh, platforms. Uh, my personal Substack is my personal storytelling. It's not related really uh, to politics, but. Uh, there's a link to it on my um, on my Twitter profile if anyone is interested in delving into that world. Oh, it's really cool. I, I was checking it out earlier today. It's really cool. And and you know what? On Twitter, guys, don't, you know, ladies and gentlemen, he's excellent on Twitter. He, he, Daniel McAdams is definitely a tiger. There's there's no doubt for that. No doubt about that. Maybe even a lion. So yeah, there it is. Daniel, I know you have to go and because, you know, when we say I, I close my show, I'm not closing it now, but I close my show and I always say time is your most valuable commodity. That is the most valuable commodity as, as human beings that we have. So I really, really appreciate and I know my viewers really appreciate you sharing your time with us today. And I, I hope that maybe one day in the future you'd, you, you would come back. I, I mean, thank you so much. And thank you on behalf of us all for everything that you've done and everything that you do and continue to do. Well, thank you so much for the invitation. It's been an honor speaking with you. Thanks so much. I'd love to come Thank back. you, sir. Thank you, sir. Have a good night. Thanks, you too. All right. That was Daniel McAdams, ladies and gentlemen. I am uh, I am beside myself with glee right now, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and do a commercial break really quick so I can compose myself because that was pretty exciting for me. I mean, uh, that was a big deal for Angry Tiger. So I'm going to head and uh, do Audi's commercial here. And uh, everybody, I hope you enjoyed that interview. When I come back, I'm probably just going to babble for a little while. We'll talk about the Middle East and uh, Palestine and Israel and some other things, maybe some foreign policy, since we did have uh, um, Daniel McAdams on. And where is Audi's commercial? Where did it go? I know it's in here somewhere. Here we go. New music, classic artists. That's how we do it here at Modern Retro Radio. Lenny Kravitz has just released his 11th studio album. Here is the ever-enduring pop genius Beck. Giving you the latest from Sheryl Crow. Lindsey Buckingham. Marilyn Manson. This is Garbage, a song called Blood for Poppies. Robert Crane's channeling Al Green. Better known as Shaka Khan. Brand new music from Parliament Funkadelic. Back in the 1980s and 1990s, we knew him as Terrence Trent Darby. This is Taylor Dane. You know, you know that group, Blue uh, Fighters? I am vaguely it. familiar with them, yeah. The new album from Slash, Phil Collins, covers the four tops. Metallica's 2016 double album, Hardwired to Self-Destruct. Here we got Aerosmith with Beyond Beautiful.
And that was a uh, commercial for modern retro radio. Our good friend, Audi, good friend of the show. Uh, definitely want to check it out. Um, I listened to it during the day at work. Um, he's got the hits that, that, uh, you know, you get an album and, and there's one, you know, you, they only play one good song on the radio. The album has two or three of them. So Audi goes through the painstaking process of finding those and actually, um, you know, putting them on a radio station. So check his work out. I want to give a shout out to everybody in the chat over on rumble. We got union of the unknowns. What's going on. Check out their podcast on Rockman. It is badass. Um, we also have Audi over there. We've got Risha M. We have Chris Graves, the Mastodon of Researchers. We have Professor Phillips. I have not seen him in there before. Thank you, Professor Phillips, for viewing the Tigers Den tonight. And uh, did I say Risha M? And we got Risha M. And over in the YouTube chat, we got Vince Agnelli. We got Little, Jack, uh, Little John, the Lumberjack of Liberty, Karen Carpenter, and Rhonda Tate, and also Jason Barker, host of Knights of the Storm and the Foxhole. We also have Angus Mustang, yes, strapping heavy with the heavy duty, heavy duty beef is uh, Angus Mustang. You want to check out Angus's uh, show, Event Horizon. It is excellent, and we're on the street. That might be new to Angus, but Lord Raul knows what I'm talking about, and so does uh, one of our viewers, Mr. DeVito. I want to give that guy a shout out. Um, I want to. Uh, we want to do a show on miracles, man. And I, I, Angus, I think you're the guy to co-host that with me, brother. So there's the invitation on air. So. Really quick, I just, uh, you know, Daniel McAdams, very near and dear to my heart, him and Ron Paul. Um, I've been watching them for several years. I've been studying Austrian economics and, and you know, the, the thinking of peace and prosperity for several years. And uh, those two gentlemen are, along with Chris Rosini over at the Ron Paul Institute and the Ron Paul Liberty Report, they are great assets to us in, here in the liberty movement, the truther movement, whatever you want to call it. Um, they are, they're terra firma. They don't get into the weeds with a lot of stuff. They bring facts. Um, so you want to check out the Ron Paul Liberty Report, and that's at noon every every day, Monday through Friday. And uh, actually, Chris Rosini hosts it on uh, on Friday, so he gives Daniel a little bit of a break. But, um, you know, I just uh, talk about really quick. Uh, I had a little time in the campaign there in 2008 and 2012. And um, since we're on that subject, you know, I, I'm just going to prattle on a little bit about this. But, you know, I was a delegate, so I was actually able to go down to the local convention here in Michigan. And uh, what happened was the same thing that happened in most states is that there were a lot of delegates for Ron Paul. And um, there's a thing that they call Robert rule, Robert's Rules, and it's a way of conducting yourself in a group meeting. And long story short, working man's English. And um, there's rules, right? There's Robert's Rules, right? So yays, nays, all this. So they would ask, you know, how many people for... I think it was Mitt Romney at the time that was the uh, in the 2012 election that were was it McCain? I can't remember which one of those tools it was. It was one of those neocon idiots. Um, but, you know, how many people for them? And, and we'd say nay and they'd ignore us. They'd count us as a yay. They'd say Ron Paul. We'd say yay. And they'd ignore us. They just ignored us. They did not follow Robert Roberts rules. They wanted to make sure that there was not a snowball's chance in hell that we were allowed to uh, we were going to get Ron Paul in there. There is just no way. And at that time, he had more support from the military, okay, than any other candidate combined. You could combine all the candidates together, Democrat, Republican, and he had more support from the military than all of them combined. And, and I have to thank him. A lot of people say, well, Alex Jones woke me up. Alex Jones didn't wake me up. I found Alex Jones, unfortunately, after I found Ron Paul. And, uh, you know, Alex Jones was a different kind of animal. Um, back then and in a different kind of animal in <laughs> anyways. So, but, um, you know, I found Ron Paul first and, and then I read uh, Ludwig van Mises, uh, the human action and that way of thinking, as I alluded to Daniel, um, it, it set my mind free. I said to hell with this job I've got to hell with, you know, measuring myself by this false dichotomy that we have. Um, where, you know, I'm measuring myself by this measuring stick of fiat currency, fiat, you, you know, world, basically, it was all fake. Everything was fake. The money was fake. Once you realize the money is debt and that it's fake, that frees your mind. It frees your spirit. It allows you to say, okay, well, money's important. It's a tool I need to use to survive. But that really got me into the point of where I was thinking about how am I spending my time? 
whose time is it? Is it my time or is it my employer's time? Is it the government's time because they're taxing me to death? Whose time is it? And I found that, you know, when I studied and looked deep inside myself, that the time was not my own. So I started taking steps to fix that. And that's, you know, I, I have to attribute all of that to getting involved in the way that, you know, the Ron Paul kind of way of thinking. I know I'm really simplifying this for you guys, but it was extremely interesting. It was an extremely uh, spiritual and awakening time for me. You know, it awoken my spirit. It, it awakened my, 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 my intellect. And I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I don't regret one second of any of it, you know, knocking on doors with people. I, you know, real quick story. I, I had this guy, this older guy, and he was listening to, I mean, he was listening to Alex Jones and uh, we'd knock on a door and I'd say, and he, you know, and I'd, I'd start talking to, you know, say an older woman or something. He'd go, did you know the UN was coming to poison you with, you know, giant butterflies that are going to drop acid in your ears and you're going to, you're going to start tripping and you're going to give all your money to them. And there's poison in the tap water. And, and you know, the, the average soccer mom housewife would look at us like with this blank stare on her face and be like, oh, I got some crazy people here at my door. So, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was a very interesting group of people that I met there, but I, I digress, but, uh, I'll, Hey, Levi, welcome, welcome to the show, brother. Glad to see you there. Um, so with all that being said, you know what? I like to see this. I'm looking in the chat and I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing that, uh, everybody's getting along and I like that. That's very good. I'm glad, I'm glad to see that. That's, that's, uh, soulsome as Festus would say in Gunsmoke, but. Anyways, um, that was a really cool interview. I, I, I definitely pumped, and I I really didn't have too much more planned other than that interview. It was uh, it was nerve wracking to get you know to meet the guy and all that stuff. And once I met him, guess what? Just like everybody else, he's he's a normal person. He's you know nice guy, easy to talk to. You know, I was nervous for absolutely no reason. Angry tiger's human too. You know, he's a, you know it's, I'm not just a tiger. I'm part human too. But uh, you know it's uh. Yeah, that's right. Nero, uh, Levi says it means that Tiger experienced his share of the illusion firsthand. You're 100% right, brother. And uh, Festivus for the rest of us. That's hilarious, Mr. Agnelli. But um, again, you know, I, I would like to encourage all of you to check out uh, some work by Ludwig van Mises or, or Friedrich Hayek or, or even Murray Rothbard when it comes to economics and understanding stuff. You know, that's, that's ex extremely extremely important reading if you're going to understand the economy or austrian economics go to the, the the mises institute go to the ron paul institute they have a lot of great writers there they have a lot of you know a lot of good articles um i visit both those places every day i know guard goldsmith visits both those places every day um so and uh you know i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm going to plug for some of my friends here you know jason barker you're doing excellent work um in the foxhole and on nights of the storm angus mustang excellent work brother um, Chris, Chris Graves back from the dead, stronger, bigger, more powerful with speed and the devastation against the mainstream media. He's uh, got cranium blender. You got to check that out, ladies and gentlemen. And, um, another, another one, uh, and that's on lost FM. You also want to check out his channel digging, you know, digging with Chris Graves. You dig, do you dig, you know? And, um, so those guys are really working their patoots off. They're giving us, they're bringing home the information pound for pound. Um, and, uh, you know, another thing is I, you know, I see a lot of, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to just, I'm going to go off a little bit this evening. You know, we got, we got a few minutes left. I, I might end the show early. Maybe not. I don't know. It depends how long I ramble. If I, if I get boring guys, hit me up in the chat and say, shut up, tiger, you're boring. Get the hell out of there. But, um, you know, I've been taking a lot of flack. Uh, I think JB took some flack. Um, and, and guys look. When it comes to a lot of different stuff, I'm not up here trying to convert you to a different religion. I don't, I don't, I don't think that that's uh, something that that's my job. Uh, that's not what my job is. Um, I'm up here trying to like get all of us who are against the new world order, who are decent people, either they are Christians or they live like Christians or they have Christian morals. Okay. And I understand that's hard for a lot of people to swallow. Um, but, um, you know, I, I just want to say, we need to band together. I see a lot of infighting in the chats and, and I've been staying out of the chats. I pop in the chats guys and I say hello. And then I pop out and that's for a reason because I don't want to say something to somebody that's going to hurt their feelings or upset them or start to create a rift in our community. We need each other guys. We really, really need each other. And, um, 
we, we shouldn't be on the top of each other like that over stuff, especially religion. I, I mean, in my religion, that's a sin. You know, you don't, you don't pick on other people for the religion. You don't, you don't judge them. That's that, that's not our job. And I digress on that, but we need to really stick together. I mean, I went on Sunday and I, I, you know, I told you guys I've had death threats. I've been called, you know, Yankee scum, ridiculous stuff, just very ridiculous stuff. But we're, we're in a war with evil, straight up evil. You've heard Daniel McAdams. You've heard Edward G. Griffith on my program. You've heard all, every single one of my guests refer to these people as evil, you know, you know, and when you fight evil, the only way to fight evil is with the light, the good, right? And we need the good and the good needs to band together. And if we have some differences, you know, I mean, I, we, we need to put some of those aside. I'm not saying if you have a different religion or you have a different philosophy from someone to take up their philosophy. This is the, this is the melting pot America. Okay. And, and being, having a, a, and liberty is, you know, and I don't mean this in a satanic way when I use the words liberty. I've also been told, oh, liberty is satanic. That's that's not what I mean. You know, God gives us the liberty and he wants to see what we're going to do with it if you want to look at it that way. And we need to we need to band together. I'm not saying adopt someone else's philosophy or religion. I'm not saying cast aside your own principles and take up someone else's. Keep your damn principles. Keep everything that's yours. You you earn those. Through life, you have cultivated your principles. It's a very important thing to have your principles and be virtuous. A virtuous person stands up for his principles. He stands up for those around him. He stands up for his friends. He or she stands up for their friends, their loved ones, their family. They stand up for their principles. And I see that the fighting that is in our community is, is really disturbing to me because we all have very similar principles. We might get at them in a different way. The vehicle to those principles might be a little bit different, but the principles are the same. We want to fight this evil. They're poisoning our kids. They're poisoning their minds. They're poisoning their bodies. They're poisoning their souls and they're poisoning all of us. They steal our money and they drop bombs and create genocide in all over the world. These are the people that we're fighting. They have a money-making machine. They can print money. They can blow away, you know, all of us like this. We're gone. We're not going to we're not going to kinetically be able to destroy them. Okay? That's off the table. We don't preach violence on any of the shows. Okay? And and the thing of it is it, we need to use our brains. Okay, we need to use our brains and we need to use the good spirit that the Lord gave us. If you're involved in this, you know what I'm talking about. You have a spirit. You have something that drives you to this information, to share this information, to be a part of this community. And when we fight with each other, we throw that all the window and guess who wins? The New World Order, the snake-headed gypsy tinbenders win again when we fight with each other. And I just, you know, that's kind of my message for tonight. You, you know, I just it really drives me crazy. You know, I'm going to read one of Levi's. Uh, I, I like this, Levi. I'm going to read this. Levi says there is the liberty of man, and then there is the liberty of, from the Lord Jesus Christ, which are two entirely different things, diametrically opposed. One is the world. The other is of him. And I, I understand that, Levi, and that, that is a very, good, a very good way to put it. And, you know, I just think that, you know, we, 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 we have to take our liberty and use it wisely. Okay, we're all given free will and discernment. So let's let's take that, let's use it wisely, let's not fight with each other, and let's let's band together. You know, that that's what we need to do. Um, so with that being said, you know, I'm, 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 another thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about the health of all of us, the mental, the mental health. This is very important. We watch stuff all day long, okay, and take in information that is negative every day because of because we are truth seekers, because we're seeking the truth, because we are trying, we are trying to uh, find out what's going on. There's something in us that drives us to do this, and I have found not, not only with myself, okay. And I said, you know, little John, I'm putting this comment up here because I think this might maybe you're what you're talking about. When we look at all this stuff every day, 
It's like looking at a train wreck with all the bodies float, the bodies all over the place, the blood, the guts, the smoke, the smell of burning flesh, the, the, the visceral destruction that a train wreck would cause. Okay. Upon a human being. All right. And we look at it day in and day out and day in and day out. And no matter how strong you are, this is going to affect your psyche. And this is something that we need to protect. Now, a lot of us, you know, we believe in God or a higher power, whatever, whatever, however you want to put it. Okay. And I'm not dissing again, again, you know, and I'm not, I'm not going to start curtailing what I say. I'm just going to, this is the last time I'm going to say this. When I speak in those terms, I'm trying to talk to everybody, not just a certain segment. All right. Because we need everybody. Okay. Who, as long as they're not evil, as long as they have Christian values. Okay. And they want to fight the new world order. All right. We need to band with them for now. Not for now. I, th- I really think that it's, it's a good thing. But we, we, we're, we need to guard our spirits and our mental health because there's an old, I think it's Dante, you know, I'd be careful not to stare into the abyss too long there, I, or therefore I might become what I stare into. And this is extremely important. We are, our mental health is extremely important because you cannot have a good fight. You, and I mean this non-kinetically, you cannot have a good intellectual fight. Okay, and you cannot stand and be healthy if you, if you don't have your health mentally or physically, you cannot put up a good intellectual fight, and that's what we're trying to do. And I want everybody to be cognizant of the information that we're taking in is extremely negative and extremely hard to process. Sometimes you have kids, you have grandkids, you have loved ones, you have friends. You know, I th- those are the things that are are very important. You know, and you need to stay healthy for them because you're going to have to take care of them. You know, you're going to, you're going to have to be there for them for these times that are these, the times that are coming are going to be extremely hard. You know, I know this because I'm looking at the economic aspect of this and I know we all have to live on these fiat dollars and that's about to change here within the next two or three years. If you were listening to David Knight, and I, I can't remember the guy's name, the guy that wrote the civil defense manual is on there today. He's predicting in a couple of years, things are going to get really crazy. So we need to be mentally and physically in fit. And I, you know, I, all the reading I've done on physical and mental fitness, if you're mentally unfit, your body becomes physically unfit. Okay. And then you, you also become spiritually unfit. So we need to make sure that we maintain our mental health. And I'm not, I'm not saying don't watch your shows. I'm not saying don't contribute to people. I'm not saying any of that kind of stuff. What I'm saying is every now and then take a break away from this. Okay. Take a break, go outside, look at something beautiful. Look at some flowers, look at a sunset, look at a sunrise. Look at your wife, look at her beautiful blue eyes or brown eyes or hazel or green eyes. Look at the elegance of the beauty of a woman or the elegance of the handsomeness of a man or, or look at your animals. Look how beautiful they are. Watch something beautiful. If you're stuck inside the house, you can't get out there or you're in the city and there's nothing pretty to look at, but concrete and steel buildings. Tiger hates concrete and steel. He does not like it whatsoever. But, um, you know, take a look at these things, look at them, you know, um, you have to you, you have to take care of yourself and that means mentally and spiritually you have to do this you know i'm sorry to hear this chris you know and chris graves is a very honest individual and, and I, you know i've talked to chris and i'm not going to you know betray any of chris's confidences but chris has been looking at some extremely ugly things for several years and it has affected his mental health and as if you know which affected not that he's crazy or anything like that i'm not saying that it makes you depressed that's what i'm saying it makes you sad it makes you upset you know um and that's that's something that you can't you can't let it happen to you cuz then you got physically ill from it all right cuz that's going to that can happen to us all this is an extremely stressful stressful way of living even if you're just a uh, a truth seeker you know, and you're not looking at the stuff as deeply as Jason Barker or myself or Chris Graves or Don Jeffries or Tony Arterburn or, or Billy Ray or David Knight. You, you got to have something. You got to have the Lord. You got to have a lot of different things. You know, Th- this is what helps Chris. You know, look, look, see, and and th- these are the things that are important. These are important. Don't forsake your life for this. Don't walk around miserable because of this. Walk around. Like I said earlier, it's a liberating thing. You can take this and turn this into a liberating thing, all right, and not a horrible thing. And it's hard. 
It's hard. It's hard to take a crap sandwich and turn it into a, you know, a nice submarine sandwich with, you know, some provolone cheese and prosciutto and some salad, Genoa salami, and maybe some black forest ham, a little bit of Italian dressing, maybe light lettuce, light tomato. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting hungry here. But anyways, <laughs> Vince Agnelli, what's going on there? Um, but, you know, and another thing is we've made friends in this community. This is a great thing. You know, a lot of good comes of this. Focus on the good sometimes. Just don't focus on the bad. That's that's what I'm trying to say, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not trying to get too crazy on on you with that. You know, I just want to let everybody know there there's a lot more to life than than just death, destruction, the new world order destroying us. There's there's a lot more to life, and, and you, you want to enjoy some of it. So just want to get that out there. Um, with that being said, also look forward to some specials. I want to talk about what what I'm I'm focusing on, you know, in the next few episodes. I got a couple guests that I'm trying to line up. Um, one of them's kind of controversial a little bit. He's he thinks in a different way than we do, but he he understands a lot about the Federal Reserve and stuff. So that's going to be extremely interesting. Um, and then um, also, um, yeah, that's Angus. You're right. They're trying to make us miserable. It's part of the agenda. Agenda. Fight it. 100 percent, Angus. Um, also, um, you know, I, uh, the EMF specials with Vince and Rhonda, we're going to have more of those. I'm going to do those once a month. If, 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 if those two have the time to do it, um, we're discovering a lot of things. We have some breaking news when it comes to EMF, some things that are going to help a lot of people, especially people who are extremely sensitive to EMF. So I'm, I'm definitely, uh, definitely excited about that. Um, also, um, did I put this up already? Jason has a great show most of the time, John. What are you talking about? Just last week, John? <laughs> I'm just messing with you, John. Um, also, um, the addiction episodes are extremely important. You know, it helps a lot of people. If you know someone who's addicted or recovering or 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 actually has, has, has been able to, you know, recovering or stayed clean for a long time, please let them know about us. We'd like to get them on the program. Let people know about that program. It's super important, you know. Let people know about a lot of these programs. They are important, and they they are. Um, look at that, Mister Mister Agnelli has a new uh, video to upload. Check out his Substack. It is it is good. It's Vince Agnelli Jr. at Substack.com, or you can go to the Public Wheel and you um, at pub, at Substack.com. Um, also, Rhonda Tate posted something. You know, they're dropping uh, their seed clouding with uh, graphene oxide. Isn't that that? that, that little bit curious about that we might uh we might get into that when we talk about the emf but uh i'm gonna delve into that because i'm really interested why do they want to get this crap in us it seems like they want this crap in us for some reason and by hook or by crook <laughs> they're gonna get it in us and it, it drives me insane it def definitely tried drives me insane um and i just you know i'm telling you guys there's a lot, lot going on in the world. Hold on to the foot of the cross. Hold on to whatever spirituality you have. Hold on to your family. Love your loved ones. Graphene oxide. There you go. Thank you, brother. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if you're joking. I don't know enough about it, Audi. That's why I'm going to really start getting into it because you, you got to be careful what you say and what you do and all that kind of stuff. Thank you, Pat. Thank you very much, sir. Um, so... With that being said, I think it's okay if I leave two minutes early. You guys aren't going to hold it against me. Me and Bouncer want to eat some raviolis. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I didn't even pull up my own website because I was so excited about everything. Um, but uh, check out the tigersden.net. Um, I didn't even put a link to it in the description of this one. But I was just so excited to have Daniel McAdams on. But check out tigersden.net. You know, I got, uh, I got uh, some things over there. You want to check out links to all my work and all that good stuff. Um, check out all our good friends. Like I just said, you know, you got, you got um, Jason Barker, you got um, Angus Mustang, you got um, Chris Graves, you got, uh, you know, uh, Don Jeffries, everyone just check it out. Um, but anyways, um, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank everybody again in the chat. We got Risha M, we got Geese Busters. Thank you, Geese Busters. Thank you. Uh, that, that's a high compliment coming from you, brother. We got Levi. We got Audi. We got Rhonda Tate, Jason Barker, Chris Graves, the little Lumberjack of Liberty, Mr. John, Little John, uh, Vince Agnelli, the man with, you know, a 20-pound brain. So, and Angus Mustang and Karen Carpenter, thank you one and all for viewing. I really appreciate it 100%. 
please like and share the videos. Um, that really helps us all out. Uh, do that to all your favorite podcasters. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, remember, time is your most valuable commodity. Try not to waste it. Spending, do, spending, doing something you love with someone you love, with someone you love, improving yourself, preferably all three of those things. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want just remember what I said. Keep your spirits up. Don't let this information destroy you because that is part of the plan of these no good son of a son of a gun, snake-headed, gypsy tin bending bastards, the Federal Reserve who run the world. We 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 can't let these central banks and, and their mainstream media army push us into the dirt. Ladies and gentlemen, until we meet again, and thank you for viewing, I really, really, really appreciate all your support. Your time is your most valuable commodity. Cherish it and use it wisely. Until we meet again. Oh! <laughs>